Welcome to another episode of Matters Arising. Matters Arising, season one, episode seven. Thank you guys for. Uh, you don't do seven episodes. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. How many? How many episodes we want season? Ten. Ah uh-uh. ah, you don't almost reach the finish line. Eh? My brother, we did get there gradually. <laughs> So yes, that's the voice of Ibuka Mike. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I featured him in the last podcast. Where we're talking about. That's the last one where you featured me. Yes, now. Ah, what Now only this boy be. Oh. See, Joshua cannot get friends. He not get friends, oh, truly. Let me see. Yeah. <laughs> I'm playing. But then, yeah. So, but to this time, we're not talking about um, pictures or anything. We're talking about comedy. Yes, something interesting. Yes. Many people were messaging me the other time that the last podcast that we did made them start thinking and so they reflect. <laughs> reflect. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I'm just doing things. Just things up. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, on this episode we're talking about comedy. Yes, I'm sure many of you already know it's come as comedian, finalist of Alibaba's Fontenite 2020. Winner of... Um, yeah, he didn't win the car, but then we now a millionaire to his name. Yes, Ibuka yeah. Mike. Thank you for joining um, this episode. Yeah, no be any time now. Not you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So yeah, I want us to talk about um, comedy. Yes, I know it's very it's very broad. You can talk about Nigerian comedy, foreign comedy, skits and all of that so we're just going to um to streamline it as as much as we can to talk about as many areas as we can cover and try not to make this podcast as long it will be don't worry okay so um okay Ibuka, let's talk about um nigerian comedy for a bit right um how long have you been doing comedy <laughs> This question that set up uh, <laughs> how now <laughs> that set up uh, you mean how long have I been in the industry? Which one? Oh, wow, you're not senior colleague. No, no. If I if it's industry, I just entered industry last year. Okay, but you've been doing yeah. comedy for how long? Should, should I? Is it last year? Last year is 2019. Okay, 18. No, 2099 I joined the industry, so I'm, I'm, I'm less than a year old in the industry. But if it's like doing stand-up comedy, I don't tell. I'm talking like, I'm talking like 2012. Ah! Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that means you already understand the craft and you mastered it. Mm, there's some, I won't say I mastered it, I just know the basic elements. What what experience does for you in comedy is more of delivery. You know, it teaches you delivery, so you read audiences faster. That is all. Then the other ones, you know, it's not a product of time like that. Even you can learn it with time, though. But it's not the key fruits that time, like doing it for, gives you. Not doing it for long gives you is number one comfortable when you're doing it. Uh, you know how to deliver it. That's just it. So, uh, yeah, I think I think that's one of my strong points. Delivery. Yeah. Uh. Okay, so I was in a conversation with somebody, and okay, let me not, let me not say somebody like a group of people, and there was an argument of if it's possible to actually learn stand-up comedy or comedy in general. Like, is it possible to learn it? To learn it, stand-up yeah. comedy. Yes. Yeah, no, there are people that have learned it. It's very possible to learn it now. It's not rocket science now. It's just that what talent does is it just makes things easier, you know. Like you, your process, your creative process will be easier, to be more fun, you understand? Yeah. But when somebody learns it, it will be work, you get. Oh, okay. The flair, the... There are people that have learned It's not harder, it's something that you can teach. <laughs> People learn it for presentations, for people learn it to do it in their offices. It's not hard to make a joke, it's not rocket science. 
yeah. and lost to it. So it's, you know, it's the fluidity it's from the person that is talented with it. You know, it's not too mechanical, it's not too planned. You know, that's just it's so it's possible to learn. It's possible to learn it. Even to be funny, actually, you can learn it. It's just that nobody has that time to learn something so what is deemed so trivial. Yeah, so yeah, so somebody could not be wasting the read book on that day. But it is need to do that. So from that angle, yeah. You can have you ever taught someone before? Taught so I've taught I've taught already I've taught people that are already comedians, you know, how to be better at it. Jim Stazel. I don't know about teaching somebody from the scratch. But I've taught one guy that I, I didn't teach him stand-up comedy. I just taught him how to be funny for a particular presentation. Give oh. him the tips. Yeah. It's not taught someone from scratch. You're just like a mentor. I, I don't know how. You, I'm not anybody's mentor, please. <laughs> and this guy set up this. And he just look at anybody. Yeah, I don't be. I don't be anything. I beg. Before my help, I go to hear this. This podcast how he talks. <laughs> oh, he's even a mentor. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, the way you the way you studied the industry, let's say over the last five years, what do you think of the industry? You said you've been there for about a year, but you've been doing kind of comedy for let's say eight a long years. time. Yeah. yeah. So what do you think has changed, like in the whole industry of comedy? What have I noticed? Yes. Well. Uh, it's it's a budding industry it's growing you know it's going very very fast you know and we're beginning to see it's no longer a professional for never do or, or serious people per se i begin to see even graduates foray into it that shows you that it's actually becoming tougher and it's becoming tougher to succeed at it because um Yes, well, there are pros and cons, you know. The pros is yeah, you can industries, you know. I don't believe that it's saturated as much yet. You understand? There are plenty of people that call themselves comedians, but there are very few good ones. You know, can um, basically count them. So is it's is not it's not yet saturated. So for somebody that is a good comedian, you, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, but so, but the on the other side of it, it is it is we have made some successes yes as an industry, but it's just the tip of the iceberg of what we can actually become. I mean, the comedy industry. Oh. You know, if we think we have, we have seen money, we've not seen money yet. If we think we've seen fame, we've not seen fame yet. But the myopic nature of many people in the industry. You know, they are just, and it's not because of it's not necessarily their fault. You know, the way the Nigeria is set up because of the hardship. You know, people don't have time to project. You can't be patient. So you must get what you can get now. Understand? So people, many people are not in it for the longevity of it. Many people are in it for what they can get now. Okay, you get me. Are you talking in terms of money or fame? Money and fame. So I like the way you talk about money now. How, how profitable do you think it is? Like, do you know like the way people talk about music and music is like once you are big, like that's it. Once you are big, your but, money will be pulling in. But just look, you don't calculate the profitability of any venture by the big guns because the big guns will always be the big guns. You get. If you want to calculate the profitability of a venture, you look at what the last man is getting on it. For into it tomorrow. For example, we know that working in an oil company is profitable because if they employ you today, you'll be ending in FX, right? Yeah. You see that? So it's not about, it's not about, um, but you see music, is it really profitable? As a matter of fact, performing arts in general, is it really, I mean in Nigeria, is it really profitable? Except you wait for that staring of the water when you just blow you know but in itself if 
if somebody wakes up tomorrow and starts doing comedy, how much will you get? Somebody wakes up tomorrow and starts doing music. But you don't also judge by that. You also judge by the middle class of the industry. Okay, that's the average person in the industry. Okay. Okay. In the comedy industry, will is profitable, very profitable, based on that. You understand? It's very profitable. Okay. So my my comparison here is in comparison to let's say music, for example, a, a new act in music, right? With one hit, one hit, right? can be charging as high as millions or close to millions, right? That's his, char- his charge doesn't mean they will pay him. <laughs> <laughs> you can't charge what you want. But when you, you, you feel like their price list and sometimes we hear of their price list and their booking, their booking costs, and then we begin to see... Obviously, if you're talking in terms of respect, alright, about yes. industry. Music is more respected. I mean, and I'm not talking by the people now, by the masses. I'm talking by other builders because uh, music is an expensive life to run. Do you understand? It's, it, it makes sense. It's logical to pay a musician more because the musician, before he could gather his stuff together, yeah. you know, he paid the producer, he paid the mixing and mastering engineer. For promotion, he paid all these things. Sure. You get then for the, the music industry requires you to have a fake life. You know, you must foil a fake life. So you must have cars, you must, you know, live in a fine house, you must have gold on your neck. You get all this. So all those things. When someone is billing you, you factor all these things. So but to the average Nigerian mind, it is hard to see why you should pay an average comedian so much because all he's doing is just to your that's when they look at it all he's doing is just telling jokes he uh, gets so uh, why is he charging so much <laughs> but it does on that thing you know, the industry that's what i'm saying the industry is growing it's developing people are beginning to see the need to pay comedians better but i think where we should focus on josh Tucker is the rise all right. The problem of the Nigerian comedy industry is that there is no real structure. I agree. Okay, so and it's not that doesn't mean I'm not in any way accusing because there's nobody nobody owes anybody anything. Just yeah. what I'm saying. I'm just saying the comedians that the Alibabas, the Omobabas, the the Kebakas, they've tr- whatever structure we are seeing now as a result of their labor, do you understand? For us to even be reckoned as a profession, do you understand? Yeah. It's a product of their yeah. work. So, but now the work must enter a second phase, like the industry must enter another phase where we establish structures because can somebody be a comedian and not need to do another work? And I made an average comedian, like in, like abroad. Somebody can be an average comedian and, and at least pay his bills. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You don't have to be rich. But like Chris Rock says, you have enough money. <laughs> so if you look at it like that, that's what those needs we need to work on. And one of the ways to work on it is to, you know, because this audience, this Nigerian audience, they ask for a lot of stuff that they are not even ready for. You understand? You know, they can like to make comparisons between Nigerians. Nigerian comedians and foreign comedians, but the Nigerian audience is not yet ready for what they're asking for in terms of intelligent jokes, in terms of specials, that's long-lasting specials. Yeah. Our, our attention span as a country is too Very short. Uh, our, what they call it, asking for, um, and also the, the area of hypocrisy, you know, because we see what foreign comedians do. If a, if a Nigerian comedian tries it, all the biases enter into play, yeah. you know. They are not yet ready, but I mean, as the industry itself, comedy industry itself, can we establish lasting structures? What is the pipeline? What's the lead out pattern for a comedian to rise? You know, for example, a comedian that is in this grade, how much should he be paid? Like, what is the, you know, in, abroad, because of the, the so much understand living by your pocket, mm-hmm. they, know, they know the comedian they can afford. Yeah. Do you understand? Everybody knows the comedian he can afford or he can afford to go and watch. All right? Because there's a structure. So somebody knows when he's a 
C-class comedian, somebody knows when he's a B-class comedian, somebody knows when he's a grade A comedian. But in Nigeria, it's just a whole mix, you know. And until we have such structures, one of the struggles, one of the ways to develop that structure is to encourage this comedy club culture and actually to be paying the comedians for performing in these comedy clubs. You know, because not only does it help the industry in terms of quality, it also helps the the comedians to classify or grade themselves, you know. So many things like that, bro, that we're not yet there, you know, we're not yet there. We, we have not yet even started talking about um, selling our content, you know. We're still happy because um, two dead notes or funny African pigs or cracks TV carried our... Yeah. Our, our, our still joyous instead of us to be asking for payment so there are many things that there's this should I use the word slavish mentality but because of what you know the way we the nation we have found ourselves in right? so it's very so difficult to be something so when somebody gives you what quote unquote free publicity you know you take it with two hands so. um, okay okay we're still getting there so I like the way you talked about process for um, the musician, talking about um, paying producer, mixer, yeah. master, video director. For you, I want you to talk as yourself. Like, what process goes into creating a set? By a set, I mean like you have a performance now. Let's say they give you 15 minutes or you're preparing for a performance. Like, what's the process, your thought process, like in making a joke for you? Uh, the truth is, uh, this is a question that you know maybe we like to hear good answers, but for me, it's not so. <laughs> when, I, when I'm making a joke, when I want to make a joke, it actually starts from observing. Maybe if I'm if it's a joke that came by observation, some jokes come by observation, some jokes just come. All oh. right, some jokes just come to me. You understand? I think it's divine. <laughs> but some just come to me like I just I just get a joke, a complete joke. But sometimes, um, let me use the word like observation. You know, when you look at the awkward abnormalities in society, so when you see your eyes are just open to it, and you know, how many every comedian has that third eye to see something that everybody doesn't see, but it shouldn't be so. You know what I'm saying? To or to play with situations. Maybe I'm in a conversation with somebody. You know, sometimes we say stuff that different times. Sometimes we say stuff that are funny based on what happened. Then yeah. we keep the tag. Sometimes you have a joke from the beginning. Sometimes you have a joke at the end. Sometimes it, ha- it happens like that. But for me, it takes a while. She gets so. I just keep it in me. You know, I know that this joke is a future in this joke. This thing is this thing will turn out to be a great joke, right? So maybe I just have the beginning. Maybe a premise, that's the word. Yeah. I have a premise. Does it can come if this was like this? Or why is this like this? Or should this be like this? You know, this are, that's the premise. I know that it's juicy. Alright? So, me as a person, I don't, I won't say, I think in my career, you know, I can count the number of times I've, act, I've actively thought about it. Oh. it. And count the times, but as in, as I keep it, I have many uncompleted jokes in my mind. With time, as I as, as I go through life, the jokes begin to flesh up, begin to flesh up, begin to flesh up. Then you have the first skeleton of the joke. Do you get? Yeah. So you have the first skeleton of the joke. When you have the first skeleton of the joke, then maybe there are two things I can do. I can start work. I can start performing it to people, maybe my close guys. Just share share it with them. When I share it with them, I see the highs and lows. I say, okay, some parts need more flesh, some parts, you know. So the part where I really think, like, is the delivery of it. Yeah. So want to have jokes, and that's the first thing to deliver that. Yes, and it's not what I mean delivery. I just mean, I don't, I don't really write. I just know the sequence, you know, of the story. So when I just know the sequence, so that's how I say it. I don't really overlearn that part because I, I like to seem natural you get so when I just know the sequence um, I will now and sometimes if you perform it at the comedy club once twice you know some other comedians can even have you know chippings for you to yeah. add this, add that. so it, it, there's a lot of 
is a whole there is no definite process process all right if i if i have a performance tomorrow now and you want me to crack within some certain lines then i will look at my body of work and i see what can i because that's how i i work smart now just i look at what can i twist and turn to give that your outcome and i have things like that so i'm not really you know at a loss but that's just it okay so in the issue of jokes right now eh, in a society where everybody's work cook and all, <laughs> right so i want to just keep in now let's talk about sensitive materials or sensitive things right and and okay. this thing this topic is this area of sensitive I don't want to okay I don't want to throw my point here I'll just give you to to talk on like what do you think is a sensitive joke right well because if you say something now even these days now it's not, it's not just about stand-up comedy even kids you say kids are sensitive I get I get you know but mm-hmm. sensitivity is very relative and that is the problem of the world you know we are deceiving ourselves and says we're trying to use something that is so relative we're trying to make it absolute which doesn't make any sense so if somebody wants to their comedy is about reality all right it's about distorting or playing or shaping reality as well playing with right so everybody can relate to because well, remember but in a funny way do you understand because art is the mirror of life if i if you want to really live by not cracking what is sensitive then um then no, there will be no such thing as jokes because there cannot be any joke without a calamity uh. or an awkward happening or something that in the, for something to be funny there must be an element of negativity surprise. yeah i'm not even surprised i'm saying negativity oh, negativity oh okay yeah there must be think about all your jokes there must be something that did not happen according to plan that is the surprise. Something that you didn't see coming. Do you understand? Yeah. So maybe negativity is not the right word. Okay, but I'm just saying that there is a downward, something that is beyond the other. So if somebody comes to crack a joke, right? If somebody comes to crack a joke on give me a sensitive topic now. Maybe Babe. I don't like the people who are suddenly libeling me with, you know, certain things. <laughs> give me something else. Give me let's talk about um Nigerian. This is sexual harassment. Okay, sexual harassment. Okay. still around the borders of rape. I want to talk okay. about maybe um Nigerian police. Let's use something like pedophilia. Thank you. Okay. Something as sensitive as that, you know, or homosexuality, which is not it's not meant to be sensitive, but you know. So yeah, we'll, when you are when <laughs> homosexuality, pedophilia, all those things, a comedian comes. It's not cracking jokes to everybody. It's cracking jokes to an audience, all right? And the pass mark for every comedian is did they laugh? If the crowd that he was talking to was laughing, it means they found what he said funny. And your sense of humor, your comical intelligence is based on how much you can sieve out sensitivity from jokes. So what is funny to you is just based on your your sensitivity um, threshold. Understand if something was say something hit home, for example, the jokes about your father that you can laugh about are what are below your sensitivity threshold. You get yeah. If I if I bring another joke that is above your threshold, you don't find it funny. Okay, yeah. but that is relative to to different people. So when I hear a joke that is distasteful to me, I do not make a generic statement uh, and say the joke is distasteful. You understand because that is foolishness because there's somebody that after all there are people that also put lima on lima on the quimbi <laughs> and laugh to that stuff so is you are a fool if you say um if you are a fool if you say it's not what they call it i was distasteful no are you, are you not trying to say that majority is what decides truth if you're saying that is because of many people find this distasteful is that if that's the logic you want to use then you're saying the mob determines truth oh. yeah, yeah. and if yeah. you say the mob determines truth then the world is a useless place 
because that means the minority don't count they don't matter their opinions don't so when i hear jokes if you, if you hear a joke and the joke was sensitive sounded distasteful or sensitive to you then that joke was not for you all right so what you do is you just close your ear from it because it's be it's beyond your sensitivity threshold so other people will hear that same joke and they will laugh to it Okay. So, for example, in my last in my last podcast, so we were talking about how about cancel culture. We said, for example, Ari Kelly now that is in, that has been found guilty of said he was, you know, playing with underage girls, you know, yeah. having sexual relations with underage girls. We said, are you not saying we should throw away all of Ari Kelly's work, all his music, all his, we just album. throw away, throw that away? Somebody now said, "Are you?" And, and that some of those songs don't really portray that side of him. So somebody cited, "I believe I can fly." All right. Okay. And somebody that said, "I'm not children, the dancer," and we laughed. You know what That was hilarious to us. <laughs> you know, comparing that the fact that he's accused of playing with children, that with children are dancing, it was funny. But somebody in the podcast didn't find it funny. All right, because it was beyond that person's threshold. That doesn't mean the joke wasn't funny. That the joke, you didn't find a joke funny doesn't mean it wasn't funny itself. Alright, so that's just it. So it's just, you can't sub- make anybody subjective to your vision of morality. It's madness. Can okay, you get me? So, you're not God. <laughs> that's just it. Okay. But then do you think that there should be like a level of restriction sometimes? Uh, it's not restriction in terms of... Just wait, okay, wait, just wait for example now. If, you can't, if you you can't say... That you can't and then you just show a joke about racism, like during your performance or something. Let's say after that. Uh, uh, what? See, you can say the person was not. Um, you can say the person did not read the room. You want to say the person is insensitive. Yeah. But, but you cannot. You cannot block him. And right. yeah, see, see, there are things that are absolute in society. All right. There are certain things that are absolute. Everybody agrees is absolute. All right. One of those things is something like order. Everybody agrees that murder is bad. So if I'm if I'm cracking a joke that incites people to kill or mix, I have a right to speak as I like because freedom of speech. But um, I can be his reach. That's what I want to say. His reach can be impounded. His reach can be restricted. All right, because that is an absolute in society. Yeah. All right, we will not say it. We will not, uh, for example, there's some there's some movies that are rated 18, the rated you know yeah. different ratings for movies. Do you get what I'm saying? Because of those ratings, serve as restrictions. So a comedian can be restricted for what he said, but you cannot say he should not say what he said. Because that time you now make him you're trying to because everybody has everybody has the freedom of speech. You can say what you like. Yeah. You know? But if you say what you like, you must be able to bear the consequences of what you said. So if you said something that was terrible or ugly, that shouldn't stop you from climbing the stage again. No, it should just it should just limit your reach. I don't know what I'm saying. I get you. So the punishment for quote and unquote, those absolutes, those things that are, everybody sees as ugly. And comedians are joking about it. The restriction, it should be restriction, not necessarily um, cancelling. Oh. It should just be streamlined that this is his audience. So these are the people that find what he said funny. The rest of us don't find what he says funny. And that's fine. Not, and that's fine. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. That's just it. You can insult him. You can say he makes you sick. You can say, but don't say things like this is not funny. No, up to you. Because <laughs> when I see some skits on, on social media, somebody says this is not funny. He says, Who are you? Are you the director of funny, funny political political studies? Everyone? Who are you? I mean, somebody else finds it funny. So say it's not funny to me. And let's move on. Uh, Which is fine because you also have your mouth and say what you like. That's why you did not go for the show in the first place. People that went. <laughs> Okay, now let's talk a bit about um, ah, intellectual property, joke test. <laughs> this is a is a I've seen I'm true story now. I've seen comedians fight. 
physically. For real? Yes. Over Which show? Jokes, like, okay, you go, you climb to crack my joke. What do they do? That's boost. For real. Last year. I don't want to work with you not calling him. Right here. I know, I know, obviously. But I mean, last year or this year? Last year. Yeah, wait, I feel no this year. Which year will be that? Nah, <laughs> guess, this guy's <laughs> but then I'm telling you that comedians fight. Like, what do you think about it? Yeah, it's no, it's, well, I think it's very wrong. Yeah, it's very, it's painful. You know, it's painful. So you look at what I just said about my process now. See how long, see how uncertain it is. You know, and eventually come out with a joke and somebody. Now, some of these cases are. Uh, it's not everything that is called joke thefts. This is my opinion. No? Okay. Setting, we know ideas are volatile. If somebody talks on certain topics in a certain way, there's some certain topics that can only go one way. Yeah. Now, if if people different people have certain jokes on that topic, it doesn't make it joke theft per se. What I feel is joke theft is when you take the joke of somebody. Right. For example, there's some jokes that we what we call industry materials. Everybody has a joke on them. Uh-huh. Yeah, everybody has a joke on the matter, on the subject, and the most of the jokes sound alike. Okay. Alright. It doesn't necessarily mean that they stole it from each other. You get what I'm saying? For example, give an example now. Even for skits, you know. Let me give you an example. This skit that I want to drop, or I'll drop maybe by the time this podcast comes out. This is my series I want to start. Okay, yes. There's a comedian that is already doing it. Oh, all right. Somebody that is, somebody is already doing. I just woke up one morning and saw somebody is doing. Now, does that mean the person stole it from? Because my own has been in my head since way back as 2017. Does that mean the person stole it from me? No. Now, if I drop my own, you might not be as kind as I am. All right. You might say I took, it. but the idea doesn't belong to anybody because if you look through YouTube, you can see people that do that kind of stuff. So those kind of things, you cannot, you cannot say is theft what will be theft is if i steal his concept that's the way exactly how he does it i use the same i will use some of his materials is you get his ideas his taglines that'll be theft but the scope of it am i very thin line yes very thin line have you seen but you will know like when you see it you will know because joke theft, joke, you know. You will know joke theft in the industry now is sometimes it's even verbatim. Huh. Sometimes it's even there are some things that you know that almost is only for example if you hear somebody cracking that mic. Okay, you know, let me give you a joke of mine that if you hear somebody cracking it for me that you say ah alpha alpha. Okay, you know that my I see. Uh, the, a Okay, the one about the party. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, that joke has a story. Now, that's not the only joke that that goes in that, like the way it happened. You know, when I mean the way it happened, that's not the only joke where you discover that um, somebody that was um, queer or or you were playing with a man. Instead of, you know what I'm saying? It's not the only joke that goes like that. Yeah, but it's the story. So, but you see the story, the way the story goes. If somebody goes and does that exact same thing on Walla Dana, there's a problem. So that's just it, man. You, you will know, you know, especially in our industry now, because we're even fighting the most. We've never got to the part where we're fighting about washing and recleaning the material, you know. But for example, you got feed joke on unemployment. All right? Yeah. And somebody comes and does the joke exactly the same way, the same sequence, premise, setup, surprise. I mean, <laughs> That is crazy. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? That's the theft. Okay, I get you. So, so, so what can be done? This is my own opinion. What can be done? Nothing, nothing can be done. Nothing. <laughs> this, is only, this is the only thing that can be done. Yeah. Is if... Um, but you, the people that steal your jokes, you can't even sue them. You get... They are not... It's only if his senior colleague stealing from a junior colleague. You get... Uh, that one said... Hmm. And what it happens, yeah. That one happens, all right? It happens okay. a lot. But the one that is prevalent is junior colleagues stealing from senior colleagues. Do you get? Yeah. So you cannot, you cannot sue the 
junior colleague because he doesn't what do you want to get from him? you know what i believe um josh that will reduce joke theft if more comedians focus on building body of works so when you build a body of work oh. like a special yes it becomes an intellectual property yes now if another comedian out. takes if another comedian takes a joke from there you can sue yes. all right you can sue but this is our idea of just cutting one doing short short sets everywhere so three minutes here three minutes there three minutes here. what it does is that it makes it makes the work it makes your jokes volatile you know what I'm so anybody can take it anybody can rewash it anybody can use the idea of it and you can't it's not your own joke you know even in a lock court you can't stand so you should focus by, on by building your work. work because all these two minutes scattered here is, uh, i get that sometimes it really gives you a lot of um no it gives exposure yeah really exposure. And also it helps the comic, you know, uh, strong, so strengthen you your hand. Too. But then I feel like if you have a body of work, like, just, I don't know, I just think it's better. Yeah, in terms of, for this joke theft P, yeah, it's important. Oh, that's key. So, um, let's just start closing up with this. That, um, yes, yes, yes. We don't have a lot of, um, let's talk about now shows. Like okay. comedy shows, right? Now, we hear many, many people say that, um, Okay, a proper comedy show abroad, most times, most times always a special, right? Yeah, yeah. Like you have your special where you perform one hour, highest, two opening acts, and then maybe, okay, let me not say highest, okay, three, five marks that I've seen. Leave opening, leave opening acts, just you have your special. You have your special, like, but then you get that, you have time to perform, right? Or even if it's not a one-man special, even if it's three people, they have ample time. Yes, enough time to perform. But then, if you ask people that, um, let's go for a comedy show, you hear people say that, I'm not really into comedy shows. Because, first of all, uh, you hear that somebody's doing a comedy show, and first of all, they're like 15 to 20 minutes. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> then, him will not come and just probably do 15 minutes. You know, you start, that, 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 that is changing in the industry. Yes, honestly. it's actually changing. That's More comedians are taking really time. But, but the thing is that, Josh Tucker, the people, the audience, they they, they are not ready for, for this thing that they are asking. Yes. They like variety, die. Yes. They like yes, variety. They like to hear... come for, pay for a comedy show and he wants to see Trevor Noah, this, that. In Nigeria, yes. he, wants, he wants to see everybody that is a comedian in that show. You know, it's just this our mentality of pricing and uh, making sure we make the most out of little money, you know. Like, you can't just tell, how many Nigerians can you tell? I understand there's people that understand it, but some people just like 5,000 and you perform for only one hour, you get Yeah, but you need to, that's why it's, that's why it's culture. You need to culture the audience because the audience, the, you can change their behavioral pattern. See Bovi, Bovi is deep man on fire and he said, hey, if you come late, because that's what the Nigerians like. If you come late, eight, the show starts nine o'clock. Me, I've already climbed stage. Eleven o'clock, we've closed. If you come later than that, you meet us in the club. And he did it. And when he when he announced it, he emphasized it. People came out early. I know Forever Two has done something like that. Yeah. Forever starts at mission time. Again, so. When you and what he forever is doing is that he's teaching his behavioral pattern, he's teaching his forever has fans. Done, I think three comedy specials now. Is it three or two? Okay, I think it was I think it's the third one this year. Yeah, the third one was this year. And my problem is that he's not getting enough. I think in the industry he's well known, but like outside the how many people can you just ask randomly that you know? No, forever is getting traction now. Getting a lot of traction now. A lot of hits now. Yeah. Yeah, it's getting love it now. Maybe this would have been very true, like, at last two years. But, like, la- between last year and this year, it's getting a lot of traction, a lot of heat, you know. Yeah. Love, and he's a very great comedian. He's a very good very, very. very One of the people we look up to. So, but if you look at it, you know, you need to train. So, but nobody, that training of, an, of your fan base is something that happens over time. And the average Nigerian does not have such patience. That's what I was telling you about oh. patience. So people want to make that money as soon as possible. Make money and run. 
Yeah. I think it's not even just a matter of money. First. It's building the audience that are interested in your content. Uh, yeah, but you, you teach. But, for example, now, for example, now, okay. I don't do I don't do some shows now. Right, I think I've done I've done quite a number. Yeah. I've been able to teach the people that support me that if I'm doing something, you will pay for it. Do you get? So when I put the poster, what I asked, what they asked me is how much is the ticket. At least that is a pattern that has they've learned. You get so they know that anytime people can do something, we will pay for it. So they say tell us early so that we can make plans towards it. You get so that is something they've learned, and it's something you happen that happens over time. Your act, your talent will draw them, all right. But you must teach them stuff. You must, and that's what comedians are not ready to do. You must teach them stuff. You think? Let, let me give you a secret. When I do shows and I, you think I, I do, I can't bring um, no names. I can bring no names. I can. It's not hard. It's not money. You know what I'm saying? Can bring money. Can pay for known comedians to come. Like I mean, when I was starting out, um, yeah. but I purposefully didn't do it. Because I was also teaching my guys to be content with me, to get what I'm saying, so, yeah. to grow with me. You know what I'm saying? So all these things are they are key. It's, you must be intentional as a comedian about your audience, so that you could you teach them gradually. And that's why we did untitled outside school, yeah. uh, dragging them outside school, and like that, like that is is a step. It's something that you, if you really want to do this thing all your life. Right, you must be patient enough to grow with it. But many people are not patient like that because of the way Nigeria is. You know, so that's for example now. Look at this year now. With all this fiasco, all this rubbish. Now the comedy industry cannot deny that they've been injured, wounded badly. Now, if we had done our homework properly, we would not have been as wounded as we are now. If we really invested in teaching our audience to buy our content. Oh. Alright. We won't be where we are now. We relied solely on performances. And now performances have gone. Yeah. At least not for everybody anymore. And you see that people are hungry. But had it been we and, and focused a little more on content. These are our specials. These are our shows. Yeah. Instead of just putting them all over Instagram and sharing them for free. Okay. If we worked on having credible platforms that would, you know, market our stuff, okay. that would have been. That means if we had shifted more attention, more focus. But you see, the comedians that even tried, other comedians mock them. So you see, it's COVID-19, they teach people. You know what I'm saying? A lot of things. Like... It's teaching people a lesson. No, I actually believe in this. I have ne- you don't just see an Alibaba's contest anywhere. Check it. True. But the man is very, is very you don't just intentional see about his stuff. Yeah, that he just put on, on Instagram or YouTube or go and even search on YouTube. How many Alibaba content can you see as a joke? That's why if you notice, um Josh Tucker, if you see my stand-up, I'm very particular about it. Anything I because when you release a joke, you have released it for piracy, you have released it for theft, yeah. you have released it for... There are many things that I, some, some people ask me after we do a show, they say, where is the Where is the video? People ask me too. The whole lot. I, purpose, I purposely don't release it. It's not something that I... It's not something that I... It's better for me to leave it. I can be putting it as I content when I please. Yeah, I mean, for the jokes that I'm ready to... Any joke I see that I've released, I've done yeah, it. Yeah, it lets you go. Yeah, you have this. So, so that's just... It's so, out there. I don't know. It's you know, no more your own. Yeah. It has become an industry material. <laughs> <laughs> MCs will use it in weddings. People will use it. So that's just it. So you can't pressurize me to something that, you know, for example, and again, somebody asked me, jokes apart that people paid for. Yeah. You want to put it on the internet for free. And that logic made a lot of sense to me. Yeah. It showed that people came in paying. So that means people can just wait till after the show for you to post it on them for free. Like. Mm-hmm. So that's just new stuff. Ah, guess we'll keep going. We'll keep going. Let's <laughs> round this thing up, man. Thank you. Very, very yeah. Okay, quick one before you go. Quick one. How did they do quick one? We are waiting for the quick one. Quick one. I want to like your. How do I put this now? 
because can you meet a five comedian from in Nigeria? Can you mix it? I can't mix it. Okay, okay I can mix it actually. I can't mix it. Okay, let me okay, just see. Let me just see. Foreign Nigeria. Top five foreign. Five my my own my own favorite is Chris Rock. Okay. My own my own favorite. I love the way he when he makes his arguments, you can't you can't deny. You can't say like his his, his jokes are very simplified. So I like I like his and obviously Dave Chappelle and Unugo, Unugo Red Chappelle. <laughs> then <laughs> then I also like this guy. Um, I like what was his name now? Um, King of Controversy. Um, why is his name leaving me? Oh, oh. who's that? What country? You know this guy, the American, is black. He had a role with Steve Harvey before. Kevin Hart? No, no, no. He had an issue with Steve Harvey. Uh, let me check some. Ah, let me check some. Okay. Let me check some. Uh, that guy stopped then. Actually, I have a lot of people like I can let me just call people together now. I just told you my first and second, but it's who I like, you know. I like I'm coming. I like I like Steve Harvey. I like I like Bill Ball. Jesus Christ. I love Bill Ball. Bill Ball. I love I love I love Trevor. Trevor is just there. I like. Um, Trevor is just. Oh, fight! So Trevor is not just. <laughs> <laughs> like, for me, for for me, I I don't know. Ever since I don't know. Even as okay, you know, he can. He can. He doesn't like what I say. It's why. I can agree that his specials have not since he got the job with the Daily Show. His specials have not as good as even the even the Daily even the Daily even the Daily Show. Self, I'm not gonna. I don't know. People are just fascinated. Trevor's daily show, I don't feel it like that, like that, like that. There's me, it's just a book, you know. Let me, let me get this guy's name. This guy like, is coming to me. Then there are people that have died that are, you know, legends. You know, Benny Marks, yeah. Chad Pryor, Eddie Murphy. No, Eddie Murphy is not dead, but those are the guys, the <laughs> Luigi's. But then Kevin Hart, too, is already a good guy. No, they are good guys abroad, though. Yeah, and people just need to understand there are different types of comedy. The types that yes, you know, are different from the types that people know are those. Yes, very, very true. Yeah, so people so just trying to understand this. because people claim that Kevin Hart is a, is a clown. He doesn't make intelligent jokes. Like, it's not necessary. No, but that's his style. Now. As in, that is, I mean, that's what I'm saying. That's his style. It doesn't have to be. Have to be all of that. Cat Williams, that's his name. Cat Williams is his name. Oh, okay. I know. I love Cat Williams. But if he's Nigeria, this is my own favorite. Too. My own, okay, let me just, in no particular order, but the, you know them. The baskets, the bovies, all right? Right. So they're in the League of the Own. They're not really in the League, okay? Let me just say that. Basket, the bovies, you know. The okay, Bakasi. Ah! That guy makes this thing look so easy. Personally, personally, I love SLK and D1. Yeah. Especially if, if they're not together. Ah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love those guys. Like, especially, I love, I love them. Like, so when I watch D1 perform, I'm like, God, that's power. You know, when everybody is powerful. <laughs> D1 is good. And I feel like he's, yeah. so, he's so relaxed. That's what I'm telling you now. Power is so. The first time I met D1 was at an ABA show, I think sometime in 2016. D1 just came in casually. You understand the type of thing where you're just passing by and like, oh, there's a show here. And he just entered, collected the mic, and D1 did is it about 30 minutes unprepared. D1 is a beast. No? Oh, don't worry. Don't, don't worry. If he's, if he's a beast, he can just do it. can just stand and do it, man. He's a beast. So then, yeah, we can have, I could die, you know. Guys, mm, am I forgetting anybody? Am I forgetting anybody? Why? Why? Why is more into business now? Why is more into business? Oh, so people will hear you why now and call for me. When last day why? When last day why do special special? When last day why do like proper stand up? 
No, AY has uh, AY has morphed. You know, it has morphed into. I think you know, you know he writes like he writes great movies. Comedy you know. business. Yeah, he has always been there for that though. <laughs> but he writes great movies now. You know that. But he still has the fun in him, you know. I believe that if he does, if he climbs stage and holds mic, he will hold it down. You know, there are more things in his mind now. So he's not down for, you know, like, do stand up like them, baskets. But there seems like a whole lot of others coming up. But if he's in the city underground, yeah, no, don't worry. Ooh. Don't worry, don't worry. No, if he's for, if, he's, if those guys just get platforms they look they are looking for if they, if the world can just get to meet those guys but well, there's the future is bright yeah very it's bright you know it's bright but they're not much you know, so. you know when you when you look at the industry you know you'll make it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm joking man <laughs> well, let's just here we die about that dear Okay, okay, okay. Thank you very much. Uh-uh. You will keep camp. Mm. They call you the camp killer. The camp killer. That camp on eh? Don't worry, the story is long. The camp killer. The story for that camp on is long. Party after party. Mm. <laughs> it's great. I was so glad when I saw that too. Yeah. I also heard I also heard D-Major did well too. Yeah, D-Major did well. Yeah, did. I had I had Martin, they didn't do so well. It happens now. I had Kiwala it was okay. Yeah, was... No, don't worry, any performance where people go. These Fuji's they come outside. No be now why you guys be guys <laughs> be on phone if you you kill, everybody go the head. Enemies they everywhere. Yeah, I can't When they were going to perform, they asked me if I would come, but it was a. I, I, what to me was crazy, you know. I've never done it before. I don't know how it looks. I thought it was going to be an open air something. Um, there are too many, too many factors. Yeah, I know. Like I see, all through my thing, camp, I was thinking, okay, I'm going to perform. But then, like the environment was never just right. Considering, first of all, it was in an open space. Then um, sometimes there are always microphone issues. You get, and you you also have to factor all of that. So even the day I performed in camp, I like, just unprepared, hundred percent. I just had, I just come out, I just saw them marching there and all of the rest. Then I saw that um, these people set up a tent, like beat FM and all. So they brought their proper equipment. Everywhere just looked organized. So I'm like, okay, it's something we can work with. And it, it, it ended up it was good. Uh, we saw that now. We saw that. Nice one. Nice one. Nice one. Thank you so much for having me, bro. Yeah. Thank you so you much. Me twi- twice in a row. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much, you go, Mike. Yeah, now you go be now. Yeah. I wish you the best going forward. And yes, yeah, now. you have a good thing that is now going to be out on you. By the time this podcast is out, I'm sure it's out. Yeah, now. Yeah. We'll see it on YouTube. So you guys can just check him out. Now watch it, man. Give me, give me, give me some feedback. Sure, sure, sure. Thank you. Thank you so much, Ibuka. Yeah. yeah. Bye.